Of course, let's pray. Father God, thank you for so many things. Thank you for senses we have in our bodies that are incredible. Thank you for leaves and trees that all independently rustle altogether. Thank you for you being interested in us. Thank you for your work in our lives, for speaking to us as we come to remember again and again in such a simple, basic, powerful, life-changing way. Help us to keep looking, keep seeing what you have done for us. We ask for you to be with us today. Amen. So we're going to sing our next hymn about singing praise to him. To him who is, it's one of those old style hymns I just double check that I did know what this uh, chide means. (laughs) Um, It's to rebuke, but he is so slow, so patient in the way he challenges us, Um, the way he tends and spares us, and his hands he so gently bears us. So we'll sing about that uh, in our song of worship to him. So we're going to have a reading um, now. Richard is, is going to read it for us. Um, so we're starting at Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36, and then we're going into Matthew 25. Thank you. Good morning. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 24, starting at verse 36. No one knows about that day or hour Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. This is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the Master has put in charge of the servants in his household, to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose Master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions, But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. 
He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Again, it will be like a, a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, and to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the, master, the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here it is, what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even when what he, has, what he has will be taken from him, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right 
and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for me, you did for the one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So I'm going to talk a little bit about lots of these parables that Jesus um, has here in, at, the, at the end of Matthew's Gospel that say the same thing again and again and again. Um, and it is about, um, well, it's about quite a few things. I'm going to talk about um, us being changed. So I'm going to start with just some other, a couple, read a couple of verses to you. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, it says this. Listen, I tell you a mystery. You will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. And another verse, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 28. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith, apart from the works of the law. So, we will be changed at the last trumpet. And anyway, it's not by works we are justified, it's by faith. So is that it? All done? Actually have to do nothing? Just tick the faith box and sit back? That's what I'd like to think about this morning. All these, the things we read that Jesus says, um, he, he repeats his same sort of expression again and again like he normally does. Um, so in, uh, in chapter 24, verse 42, he says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day your Lord will come. <clears throat> so it depends on us. Someone, when, when this happens, it depends on us keeping watch. 
and verse 44, you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. We need to be doing something. We need to be keeping watch. We need to be being ready. Why must we be ready? Why must we have changed, made this change, was lots more I'm going to look at today, or at least um, put a 100% genuine effort into changing ourselves today into being ready? In verse 50 it says, The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him to a place with the hypocrites. So this is one um, who was not keeping watch. And so lot, this, these verses and lots of it in, in chapter 25, they sort of say the same thing. There's things we have to be doing right now, today. And then when he comes, when this, the, that day arrives, there is no, oh, 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 yes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. There's none of that. It repeats again and again saying, that is not possible. And, it, and it, that's why it says it's on a surprise day. You can't even, you're not even getting away with knowing it's coming next Saturday and therefore you've got a week to prepare. Not even that. You have to be always now, today, right now, this second, ready. It depends on us attempting, so in the beginning of chapter 25 is next example, we have to have had oil in our lamps. It's a very um, strange constraint, and you sort of read it, sort of, you know, sort of, um, they ran out of oil, there's ten of them, you know, uh, there's five people, they couldn't even give a little drip of oil, just an emergency, so if, you know, I can at least see something, nothing. They weren't allowed to give, pass any oil across to the five who didn't bother to fill. There's, I say it, it's like, line, no crossing over that line when he arrives. It's sort of like, it's an odd story, and it's sort of like, why, why is that detail in there? I, I don't quite get it. They weren't ready. And there's a very dramatic statement in there. And quite often I, I see Jesus' statements in there sort of like a way around that his angle of looking at it is different to what I expected. Um, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. I think it's more, in my head it's more they didn't know him. It's just the way he he says it is interesting, something to think about. <clears throat> He's talking to people who, in their lives, hadn't um, tried to get to know him. They were all bridegrooms. They were all baptized, maybe. Why wouldn't a bridegroom have oil? Why, why were they not properly prepared? You know... Um, I wonder if maybe they hadn't been in love with him and weren't motivated to spend much of their time thinking about and preparing for him coming. So, next parable, the parable of the gold, bags of gold. Um, It depends on us attempting um, to be putting his money to work 
that is what you have to have been doing. Even if it's the worst little putting it in the bank and getting some interest, you have to have been doing something, otherwise that's it. That line that you cannot cross over, you're on the wrong side. Again, there's no saying to the master, oh, oh, okay, oh, sorry, I didn't realise we had to, uh, I'll go and earn something, yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll go out and work really hard tomorrow and I'll, I'll earn the, all the extra thing, you know, people will be so motivated to do that, but that's not, that's not part of it, it's not part of what Jesus is explaining. Also, another interesting thing, why, why is everything proportional? It seems, it doesn't feel I don't know, it's a surprise to me, it's, something, it's like a background thing for me to think about. Why do people um, um, with ten bags of gold get ten more? Why do, you know, or, or five, you get five more. Why? why? Why is it proportional to the works you have done today? It's like, ooh, Interesting. And then his next, <clears throat> his next picture, um, him talking about sheep and goats, which is a more sort of full, detailed, closer to reality picture. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And again, when he returns, at that second, separated, left, right, Sheep, goats, that's it. No putting on some sheep clothing, etc. None of that. It depends on us today to be genuinely attempting to be doing things for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine. He says in verse 40. And of course, it's not about... Um, people who are focusing on what it looks like. It looks like, look, look at what's in my hands. Look, look at this. Because the people who did do it, they said, what? When, when did we do that? I don't remember doing that. It's not about the actions with your hands. It's about your, our foundations. Imagine someone's next to a bank, next to a bank, and they haven't robbed it. And there's police stood all next to them. Well, duh. Of course, there's no way they're going to rob the bank with police stood next to them. Sort of is like, it's almost like on the day of the God of heaven and Jesus in all their glory standing there, you not robbing a bank means nothing. It says nothing about our heart, mind, and soul. They will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. These are strong hands slammed on a table verses, aren't they? From That's verse 46 in Matthew 25 there. There are seeds growing today. Seeds that will be harvested later. Uh, weeds will be growing alongside them. At the same time, we have parables and they'll be left to grow, watered, uh, having the same sunshine and, and rain on them. Our God is invisible because 
He does not want us to be motivated today by seeing the threat of the blade that he holds. He wants to be growing the difficult, hard bit of us, our foundations today. It's almost the, the, the core of our character that God is interested in, that he has compromised every atom in the universe for to give us, and I, I, I will question him when I see him, about this, this is a bad idea, 100% free choice in here of our decision, what we want to do. That is what we have been given by him. It's outside. There are police outside to limit the damage. There is a restriction to our life today to limit the damage to our 100% free self-choice that we have been given. Jesus often says, it always says strange things. You go, huh? He says... This is from Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the gospel. And there's lots of, there's lots of times when what, the kingdom of God, oh yeah, it's our future thing, particularly if you're Christadelphian traditional doctrine. You've been looking at that, you know, uh, trying to predict when it's going to come, in the, all in the future. But Jesus always says it's here now. Another one um, from Luke chapter 17. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is in your midst. The important part of what will be in the kingdom, the bit, the important bit that God's eyes and heart are focused on, are being built today. It is near, it is in our midst. Our inner foundations, our heart, mind and soul, the foundations of eternity are being built today. From Matthew 18, verse 18. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It seems like what he's saying, what is happening is that what is happening now, today, on earth, is the foundation of what will be also there in heaven. That in what this is talking about in Matthew 18 is that we're told we should challenge people. We should challenge a sinner as privately as possible, full of mercy and grace as possible. But we should challenge people today because today is when the foundations of heaven and earth are being built Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Are we keeping watch?
Are we ready? Are our lamps oiled? Are we putting his money to work? Are we being sheep without being aware that following the appearance of being a sheep, are we, without realising it, doing the things for one of the least of these? I'm going to sing um, from Praise the Lord. It's the Lord's Prayer. Just one of those interesting things that something that jumped out to me. It says there's two things that that feel like they're not the same. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, there's a comma in between. They're sort of that's one thing and that's another thing. And they're sort of like they're the same. Um they're they're totally related. They're the same subject. They're the same direction. The motivations behind them are the same. It's just that one is the foundations, the foundations being laid today. A journey moving closer to him on earth. And the other is the destination. The building on the destination that is built on those foundations. The building of him being all in all, for all eternity. How loud his still quiet voice is. The echoes just stay there forever, don't they? I think he was holding his breath. The God of heaven, I don't even know if he does breathe, I think he was holding his breath when it happened. With bread and wine, we remember the body and the blood. We also have a moment thinking about where we are. Today, in our jar of clay, is there a treasure? Is there something slowly being made? I wonder if when we see him face to face we'll be told whenever you did X, Y and Z or whatever it might be you did it for me. The older I get the more I see my motivations what the real reason I'm doing things sometimes it's mixed with lots of things, looking at the coins, looking at the self-righteous things, sometimes looking at myself, not just, just looking at him. Just look at him. Miracles happen. We float on water. Just look at him. More and more we see why Strength is made perfect in our weakness. Let us ask him. Invite him. Give him permission to change us today. Tim's going to come and give thanks for the bread, please.
great and merciful, loving Heavenly Father. We come before your throne of grace at this time, Lord, to thank you for this simple loaf that we are about to share. But this simple loaf speaks volumes. It shouts of your love. That we once poor, unfitting creatures of yours, that you stooped and wanted us to be part of your love. But this was only possible through your dearly beloved son Jesus, who you sent a mirror image of your love. So anyone who saw him saw you, who willingly laid down his life, who did everything that you wanted him to and more willingly that led him to the cross. But Lord, we don't remember a dead Jesus. We remember one raised and we thank you for this wonderful thing that we have built our faith upon. As we take this bread, may we see in it your love. See the true bread, the bread sent from heaven. And Lord, we pray that we may be built up, we may be edified. We may be strengthened as we wait that great and glorious day when Jesus returns to establish your kingdom. And Lord, we thank you for this wonderful hope that we have. For we ask it through his name. Amen. Almighty God, glorious, wonderful, loving Heavenly Father, Thank you for here and now. Thank you for this moment, this time, which is infinitesimally small and yet is so full of meaning. We've reflected on the love the sacrifice and the hope that is ours through your son, our Lord Jesus. And our brother Mike has encouraged us to reflect that time is indeed of the essence. We don't know what's going to happen next later today tomorrow we do know that your son our saviour will return to earth and it is our hope and this is our prayer that we will be among those who he calls 
enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. All these things we remember, Father, as we partake of this cup, which speaks to us of that pure life, of the sacrifice he made, of the fact that he wasted no second, of the fact that he was in constant tune with and in prayer to you. Let this be a message that we take away from here, from now. Father, bless this cup to us and reinvigorate us, strengthen us to do your will and to love one another. In his name, amen. The master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, at an hour when he is not aware of. Before the bridegroom comes at midnight, before the master of the servant returns, before the son of man comes in his glory. Before that day, we are slowly growing, slowly being pruned, not seeing his face, which we all want to do, but just in faith and hope and love, I hope. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honour and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Father God, we also ask you to fill us with every wisdom, all wisdom and understanding possible. We want to to be being changed in our lives, for fruit to be happening, bearing fruit in all of the deeds we do, and for us to be being strengthened. We pray that your will being done on earth as it is in heaven is more and more happening, that eternity being with you, we are closer to today. We know that this is what you want to. Amen.